Welcome to Stash Talk. I'm Curry Connell, otherwise known as Volley Fingers, and I'm joined by my dad, Jeff Connell. Today, we have a special edition. I'd like to welcome Rob Frost on here with our segment of Fans Edition. So, Rob, it's good to have you on here today. We know that you're busy with everything you've got going on, and you made a few minutes for us to talk about uh, you and about UT baseball, so we're glad to have you on here today. It's great to be here with you, too. It's it's always fun to talk about Tennessee baseball, particularly uh, these days. So let us begin with uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe about your family or, or what you do as in your career. Uh, my day job, I practice law uh, in downtown Knoxville at a firm, Arnett Draper and Haygood. Uh, I'm married. We have a couple of uh, boys. Uh, our oldest is a senior at West Virginia University, where he's a student manager on the baseball team. And our youngest uh, is a junior. He just turned uh, 17, junior in high school, that is. He just turned 17. Uh, my wife and I, we've been uh, married for uh, 26 years, dated a number of years. Uh, before that, met uh, one summer when we were both working uh, summer uh, jobs. Uh, she went to a different college at the time and uh, got her to uh, transfer. Uh, lifelong uh, Knoxvillian, uh, set of practice law, graduated from law school uh, at Tulane down in New Orleans um, and, you know, been practicing law here in town, uh, served on Knoxville City Council for two terms, uh, representing uh, North Knoxville, Fountain City area, some of Holston Hills out that uh, general uh, direction and, uh, you know, enjoy uh, being a Tennessee alumni. Grandparents went there. Uh, I guess we're parents went there, third generation, at least third generation uh, Tennessee uh, family. So how long have you been a UT baseball fan? And tell us a little bit about how you got started into that. I know, I know you went to school here, but were you originally a baseball fan of Tennessee baseball? Yes. Uh, I, college baseball is my favorite sport. I like UT football, but I love Tennessee baseball. Uh, you know, it was real close to uh, my fraternity house. I mean, just right outside the right field foul pole, basically. And it was easy to go there. Uh, you know, I got a love of baseball. Both my uh, dad and his dad uh, liked uh, baseball as well. I played ball uh, growing up. Um, you know, it, 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 going to Tennessee baseball as a student, uh, for me, it was fun. Uh, it was real easy uh, to do, and there were a lot of empty seats available. <laughs> <laughs> at, at least when we started. So, um, you know, uh, Coach Vitello has been the – is the fifth head coach that Tennessee's had uh, since I've been uh, a student. I, I started at uh, school in uh, fall of 1986. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, talked about how I've been to games where there were more people on the field uh, than in the stands. Uh, so that's been a, a you know a nice change uh, you know uh, 
my girlfriend who became my wife. Uh, you know, I we went to the uh, first game of Coach Delmonico. I, shoot, I was at the first game of Coach Connor, uh, for that matter. And here we are. It's a February game, and it's spitting snow. Man, if there were 15 people in the stands, including us, I, you know, that'd be a miracle. And, you know, and Delmonico has somebody steal home. I mean, it wasn't a pass ball. It was an it was a steal of home. And I nudged Aaron, uh, girlfriend, and I said, well, this is going to be fun. And, you know, I'm sitting here in the stands. We're at third base side, uh, you know, above the visitor dugout. And it's spitting snow. And I'm with a cute girl. I'm like, man, there is something good going on here. You know, anybody. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, obviously, uh, Coach Connor, uh, he didn't work out. You know, there were high expectations. Here's somebody come in from the New York Yankees, uh, a pitching coach. I thought great, uh, you know, here, here are great things. And, uh, you know, he was with Tennessee, what, two years, I guess. And, you know, it, it, it didn't work out. Good guy, but it just didn't work out. And here comes Coach Delmonico in. And, you know, Tennessee's just languishing. Uh, you know, it's, it's, there's, you know, there's not really any postseason uh, discussion or anything like that. And here comes Coach Delmonico. And, I remember um, my fraternity, like a lot of the fraternities, uh, had chapter meetings on Monday nights. And Coach Delmonico asked to come to talk to the chapter. I swear, he was begging people to come out to the <laughs> games. I mean, he's like, if anybody's got family members that works for ESPN, I want to talk to you. I want to. We need this program on ESPN. Uh, I mean, he fired up guy, not not a big guy. I mean, a, but he was a spark plug. And what he had decided to do was he went and talked to our fraternity and a couple others right there by Lindsey Nelson. And uh, he set aside three rows of seats behind the visitors dugout and he called them fraternity row and he encouraged uh, pre-gaming. I guess you want to call it of age pre-gaming, shall we say? And uh, <laughs> uh, he would send up uh, pizzas during the game. You know, people thought, "Oh, that was great." Bruce Pearl did that. Well, Delmonico was doing that decades before, trying his best to create a uh, rowdy atmosphere. I, and you know, it worked. Now, I am—I wasn't then, and I'm not to this day. I don't boo players. I don't ride umpires. I don't ride anybody for messing up. I mean, you know, if it's a bad call, you know, I'll kind of shake my head and, you know, well, you know, people make mistakes. Uh, I mean, I want to see people uh, succeed and I'll cheer them, uh, but I'll never get down on anybody. But, you know, there's some people, uh, particularly with the fraternity a couple rows, uh, a couple houses down from us. Oh, man, they were brutal. They were brutal. And I remember there was one SEC game. I can't remember who the opponent was. And their starter got pulled uh, mid-inning. He flipped off the guys as he was walking off the field. He he got so tired of them. (laughs) 
so, uh, you know, that was great. And, you know, it was nice to see, um, uh, it, it was, it was great to see a dog pile at Lindsey Nelson stadium. I, I mean, you know, you went from nothing to something. Uh, but it, you know, it was a, it was a slow grind for coach Delmonico. And, uh, you know, then, you know, he wasn't graduating guys and here came, uh, coach Raleigh and I didn't know what to think. Uh, you know, coach Raleigh, I think he came in a couple of scholarships down from the 11.7. So, you know, you're kind of getting behind the eight ball at that point. Um, and, you know, figure, you know, it's going to take him a year or two to get things going. And it just wasn't happening. And, you know, you went from having a tough time to getting tickets to, I swear, during, uh, you know, Coach Raleigh, I couldn't give away my tickets. Couldn't give them away. And, you know, I'm the type of person that will, like, go out to uh, fall ball and uh, or Orange and White World Series or whatever, and after, you know, there's a long drought of getting to Hoover, and heat was being turned up on Coach Raleigh, and uh, they had a wearing jerseys. And above the number on the back where the nameplate goes, it said Omaha. I was like, boy, I'd be happy if that said Hoover. Uh, <laughs> I mean, manage expectations, I, you know, and then uh, Coach Serrano. You know, I'm like, oh boy, here we go again. Here we, we got somebody. He's got a he's got a great pedigree. Had been to Omaha before. Uh, you know, knew knew what to do. Uh, but you know, uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know that didn't uh, work out. So uh, you know, five head coaches uh, been to the first game of every one of them. Uh, hope I don't have a new first game for a number of years. Uh, you know, I like what Coach uh, Vitello has uh, done for the uh, program. Uh, it seems to be uh, headed uh, in the right uh, direction. Uh, it, it's it, it's the it's the second time I've seen Tennessee baseball uh, rise to uh, lofty uh, where people have lofty expectations. It's uh, it's it's nice to be there again and seeing a lot of people in the stands. So you've talked about the ups and downs. And um, so when you look at that and you kind of realize that for some of us, we've seen it and you, me and you have had enough conversations, you know, that like when Kirby committed, we were just, our desire was to be able to get to Hoover one time uh, much less Omaha, and to be able to do that really in his first uh, whole season was a big deal. But I don't think, especially those who have nicely jumped on the bandwagon uh, over the last little, you know, couple of years, don't understand really how low it was. So talk to us about, you know, just kind of remind us of the history of how low it was in between Delmonico and Botello. Uh, you know, uh, my oldest son loves baseball. I mean, here's somebody that at 10 years old for, at, for a birthday cake had a Honus Wagner birthday cake at 10 years old. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'd go to games and that's, that's really how, um, uh, 
uh, we bonded. But, you know, my goodness, it'd get there towards the end of the season. And I'd like, you know, you'd start half to playing. Okay, so if, you know, we take this game and some other SEC team loses, you're having to chart how Tennessee would get to Hoover. It, you know, because Tennessee's uh, destiny was almost never in its own hands. And, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I, I have pictures, uh, you know, Facebook memory photos that would uh, pop up. You know, I, I, never, I, I never knew that people were excited to get to Hoover. Uh, but I mean, that's what, you know, that's, uh, that's what it was like. Uh, I mean, when you're a 14 team league and 12 of the teams get to go to Hoover, you know, that's, it's a low, low bar, but you know, Tennessee wasn't always, wasn't always doing it. I mean, you know, coach, uh, Serrano started, um, what they were calling the MVP lunches. And it wasn't if you were that, you know, MVP uh, buying no seats or anything like that. It was, you know, it, it was, it was a, basically a little chalk talk. They bring in people Thursday before some SEC uh, uh, series. And I would always go to those. Those were great. But, and, you know, Coach Vitello uh, did them too. And then COVID might have permanently killed them, unfortunately. But, you know, I'd go there and, you know, a good crowd would be 20, 25 people and lunch was free. Hmm. And, uh, you know, you see the players talk, uh, you know, it was good insight. I, you know, if they started those back up, uh, they shouldn't be free. I mean, they should be able to, you know, there, there's just so much excitement about Tennessee baseball now. And. Uh, you know, I'm I'm happy. Uh, Tennessee making the regionals and making the super regionals and the World Series. This is, uh, you know, kind of like for Kirby and what Charles expectations. I mean, this has been gravy for me. Jay Ross painting and drywall of the Tri Cities for all of your painting and drywall projects in Bristol. Kingsport, Johnson City, and Southwest Virginia. They're licensed, bonded, and insured in Tennessee and Virginia. Contact Jay Ross for your residential and commercial drywall and painting needs. Call them at 423-777-7677. Don't forget to tell them you heard it on Stash Talk. Tell them Kirby sent you. So what would you say is the key to the success that we've had under Coach Vitello? Uh, It's Coach Vitello, but it is also Frank Anderson. It's also Josh Elander. It's also, you know, Ross Kivett, who's, uh, you know, moved on. Hopefully it's going to be Richard Jackson. Hopefully it's going to be Redmond Walsh. Uh, throw in Chad and the other operations people. It's you have a good leader and you need to have a good team. And uh, you know this uh, unrelenting uh, recruiting. Uh, I'm so thankful uh, that uh, everybody's staying here. Uh, you know I'm sure 
some of those guys are going to have opportunities in the future. Uh, but I think as long as, uh, you know, Coach Vitello keeps uh, steering the ship, uh, hopefully, you know, things will be rocking along for years to come. So, I mean, we, we now have a reason to expand Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Uh, I mean, you know, back during Delmonico, you know where the bleachers are on the third base side right now? Those were needed for Delmonico. Yeah. Shortly after Delmonico left, those were taken out. <laughs> there, there was no need for them. I, You know, I, shoot, I'd walk into games and they wouldn't even want my tickets. I mean, the ticket takers. I mean, the ushers. Uh, I, I, I mean, uh, it, it was sad. And, you know, I'd sit there with my oldest son and, you know, we'd talk about, I mean, you know, we would say we have seen a lot of good baseball teams come through here. And unfortunately, for the most part, it's been the visitors. Uh, you know, it, you know, you'd see Vanderbilt come through or Mississippi State come through. And, you know, you, you'd see those guys and you'd see them get drafted and progress through the minors and get to the, to the major leagues. And, yeah, of course, uh, Tennessee would have a few. I mean, Hochaver, Helton, uh, just, you know, just to name a few. But now uh, Tennessee baseball is picking back up. Uh, you know, you got Jake Rucker, who finished the year in AAA ball, Sean Hunley, who was tearing it up in uh, AA ball. And, you know, you've got Ben Joyce uh, in uh, AA ball. Then you have, you know, the, the, the guys before them. Uh, so uh, I think – and I hope uh, that recruits out there see uh, that what Tennessee has going on uh, provides them uh, a good college baseball experience and hopefully gets them ready uh, for a, a future in professional baseball if it works out for them. So what do you think has happened to get the fans to buy into Tennessee baseball other than just winning? And I know winning. Oh, well, I was going to say winning. Uh, well, I, you know, um, winning, I, uh, I appreciate uh, Coach Vitello's uh, attitude about things. Yeah, there have been some things, been some times it's, uh, you know, I've winced a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, a funny story. So we had some friends um, come in for the Florida football game, and we went out to dinner downtown. And this is after Coach Vitello says, you know, my number one job this weekend is to not get arrested, you know, before the Florida football okay, game. Okay, this is We're Rob walking. saying this, not Jeff or Kirby. <laughs> yeah. this, is an, this is Rob's experience because <laughs> Jeff knows what's coming. So we're, we're walking down Gay Street after having dinner, and I look over, and I see Redman. I go, hey, Redman. I go over to talk to him, and here's, uh, you know, Coach Vitello, and I see Ricky Martinez and some other guys standing in line to get ice cream. I, I'm like, well, no, you're not going to get arrested standing in line to get an ice cream. <laughs> so, uh, but no, uh, no, if y'all want to cut that out, I understand. But <laughs> nope, we're going to leave that. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, you've got to be a uh, constantly selling. You have to sell your program. You have to sell your school. You have to sell... Uh, Knoxville and you, you know, you have to distinguish yourselves and, um, uh, you know, uh, 
some of those guys have a good career working for a chamber of commerce if they weren't in baseball. And I think the win- the winning is the key factor. But I think you also have to add in that, you know, to me, he is a great recruiter. Maybe, maybe one of the top five, if not the best recruiting head coach in the game today. Uh, because it's sure. interesting that you still hear guys when we interview them that he is still out there. You know, and I think when a lot of guys who were good recruiters, assistant coaches, become head coach, they kind of go, okay, that's not my job anymore. But he is still out there. I know, you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday, and uh, he was out there yesterday, um, you know, recruiting. And that's a that's a big part of it. He's still hands-on in that. He's built a great staff. And I think, you know, if he can keep the staff together, which – I personally don't think he will. I think Elander moves on and, and gets his chance to be a head coach. But I think he's preparing those who are right behind him. And so he's he's building that secondary. And all of our guys talk about the secondary guys, especially Q and what he does for them. But I think that's been a huge part of it too. Yeah, I want the, you know, no matter what happens, I want those uh, people to be successful wherever they go. And I'm sure they will be. Have you have you had an interaction with a UT ball fan that may or may not have been good or bad that has stood out to you over the years? Well, when you go to UT football games, sometimes I'm around a bunch of former D1 football coaches, it seems. Uh, but I, you know, I ignore that. Now, fall practice last year, um. Uh, well, short answer, yes. Fall practice last year, I was sitting in the stands, and it was a recruiting weekend. And I don't know who these people are. I, I assume their son's on campus observing everything. And they just start breaking down uh, the returning guys on the baseball team. And, you know, that's one thing, I guess, if you keep it to yourself – but here I was with some uh, friends who are also UT baseball fans, and we can hear it. And it, it wasn't kind. Um, and you know, I just told them, I said, you need to be careful what you're saying and who's hearing it, because you don't know everybody around you. Um, you know, uh, I'll stick up uh, for uh uh, for our guys, I mean, shoot, if, well, I mean, might get into it later, but over in Forest City a few years ago, we had a, a Clemson air quote fan who was wearing out Clemson Tigers who were playing for the Owls. And I kind of got into it with this guy and, you know, banned him. I mean, here's, here's some, you know, guy who, you know, looking at what all he had posted on Twitter before, I don't know why he considered himself a fan of anybody or anything. I mean, it's, you know, what Coach Johnny Majors would call the legions of the miserable. So, uh, you know, but no, I don't get down on it. You won't catch me booing a Tennessee player no matter what they do. Um, You know, I'm a, a supporter. I'm a fan. I also realize, you know, you've got 18, 19 
20, 21 year, year old people, 28 years old if we're talking Redmond. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I, you know, it's a game. Uh, there are, uh, it's, it's important. It's important to the guys between the white lines and the guys in the dugout. I get that. But, you know, uh, it makes me happy. I, I, you know, I like to win. Uh, I like to see Tennessee win. Uh, but is it, it's not the end of the earth if they don't. Get your Folly Fingers merchandise. We've got shirtsies, brand new order of orange, white, or checkerboard jerseys just in time for football season. We have leather patch caps. You can check us out on all of our social media at Volley Fingers or contact us at volleyfingers at yahoo.com. Get your stash merchandise today. So what would you say your expectations are for the 2022-2023 season? Win at least two games in Hoover. After that, it's gravy. No, uh, no, uh, expectations. You know, I I, I manage expectations. Um, You know, hosting a regional, great. Hosting a super regional, great. Making it to Omaha, wonderful. So, uh, you know, there, there, there just get to be so many things uh, outside of, you know, your all's control as a player, as a team. Uh, I, you know, it, it, you don't realize how nice it is to be talking about Tennessee baseball in June after you've had such a drought. And, uh, you know, it, 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 uh, you know, you, you, there start to be some overlap between the start of the four city Owls season and Tennessee baseball. And I don't know what to do. I mean, it, it, it hadn't been that way. It was easy. Okay. Oh, Tennessee baseball's over. Okay. We got some time off and here come the owls. Uh, but now there's like, you know, okay, I got tickets to the super regional. I'm going to the super regional. So, um, but I, you know, uh, I, I'm just happy that the team is doing well. So let's transition a little bit and uh, talk to us about the Owls, how you got connected with that and your role in that, and uh, not everybody will understand that. So just talk to us about the Forest City Owls. Well, uh, the Forest City Owls are a collegiate wood bat team over in beautiful Forest City, North Carolina. It's uh, If you're coming from Knoxville, and if you've ever driven to Charlotte, North Carolina, you pass the exits for Forest City. It's about 40 minutes on the other side of uh, Asheville. Uh, For folks who don't know, we are one of the teams where college guys go during the summer uh, to get more at-bats, to get more playing time. They don't, um, for the most part, have school hanging around over them, and they get scouted by uh, the pros. Uh, this is my sixth, seventh year as being a minority owner. Uh, my business partner in the team, Phil, uh, great guy. Great guy. Uh, his wife, uh, Becky, wonderful lady. She's a little bit like my wife, uh, tolerates a whole lot of baseball. And, uh, so, uh, and that, that's always, uh, appreciated. I mean, I can't, 
Uh, Phil and Becky really do a whole heck of a lot. I uh, can't say enough good things about them. And I can't say enough good things about our wives for letting their husbands uh, engage in uh, something like this. So, you know, if you have a minor league team, when you go to see, uh, you know, I don't know, Chattanooga Lookouts play, the parent organization, the big league clubs, provides everything between the white lines. All the players, all the coaching staff, the trainers, and everything like that. Uh, we don't have that. Uh, that's not how college uh, ball, college summer league ball works. Uh, we, <coughs> we get our own coaches, uh, trainers. We get our own players. I mean, we have a coaching staff that, uh, you know, uh, recruits. I mean, we each have our own uh, contacts with uh, schools. Uh, you know, I'm our Long Beach State dirtbag connection. Uh, so, you know, I would uh, I'd talk to Coach Kibbett or talk to uh, Coach uh, Jackson. You know, I, I know, well – Knew the head coach down at Tulane. Know some of the assistants down at Tulane. Uh, the Citadel. Uh, well, Notre Dame. Ugh. Uh, so uh, just, uh, you know, different schools. So we bring, you know, Kirby. We we're glad Kirby got to play with us for one summer. Love having our Tennessee guys. Uh, you know, the most you're allowed is four from one school. We've had four Tennessee guys uh, one year. I also try to get, being a Tennessee alumni, I also try to get Tennessee students involved. There, there have been two seasons we've had more UT student interns than any other school. Uh, broadcasting interns, social media interns. I mean, but, we're, you know, we're also small. We're, uh, the Owls, we're a small market uh, team. Uh, you know, during the offseason, uh, you're looking at uh, the Owls social media manager. And you should laugh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, you all know how much trouble I had getting on this uh, 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 interview, uh, let alone turning me loose on uh, Twitter. And uh, I don't know if you talk or tick first. Uh, but now, thankfully, we, you know, right now this this off season, uh, we have a UT student uh, that is handling our social media for us. Uh, you know, I got a. Um, an upper-level uh, marketing class uh, involved with the Owls uh, one semester, I guess, a year and a half ago. Uh, so, you know, we try to uh, help out the UT students, and we try to help out the UT student athletes. I also want to add, you know, we, we pull in people from, you know, there we have D1, D2, D3, and we'll get some JUCO guys uh, uh, on occasion. And, you know, what's what's incredible is uh, there are good players no matter the level of uh, baseball. I like to tell a story. One year we're getting down towards last couple of weeks in the season in Forest City, and uh, there's this uh, we're, we're needing pitching on this uh, guy from a school I've never heard of. His league got over, and he scrapped around and uh, uh, found us. And we're like, we need an arm. Come on down. 
And this fellow went to the Stevens Institute of Technology. Never heard of it before. Had to Google it. And that school was so excited that he was getting to play in the Coastal Plain League. That was the first thing on their athletic webpage. And, you know, this guy came in. Uh, he probably threw... I don't know, six, seven miles an hour uh, slower than uh, Redmond or Kirby. <laughs> but man, <laughs> does Kirby hang up at this point? <laughs> but this, this guy's, his, his movement and his placement was incredible. You know, batters would... See, see the speed he was throwing, and they would just start salivating. And they'd get up there at the front of the box, and they'd swing and miss by a foot. It was incredible. I mean, it was it was borderline funny how this guy from the Stevens Institute of Technology was just, uh, he just baffled people. I mean, he had a crazy low ERA when he came in. And he was a super nice guy, small little guy, but movement and placement. And then the next summer, he gets to go and play in the Cape Cod League. We couldn't have been happier for the guy. So I, I'm sure he does not have a career in uh, baseball ahead of him. But, you know, he was, a, he was a good guy, good pitcher, good person. Tell us about the process of owning the Owls and, and how did that come about? Uh, it's kind of funny. Okay, so I, I practiced law, and I was in uh, up here in our office, and um, uh, I was visiting with another attorney here I practiced with, and he had a book out about uh, sports franchises. And I was like, well, what's, what's that about? Because this guy uh, he doesn't know anything about baseball. And I said, oh, well, I, I got a client that's thinking about buying a baseball team. And I said, well... If that guy's looking for a minority partner, let me know. And Phil and I had lunch the very next day, and uh, we hit it off. I mean, uh, you know, he's a long-suffering Red Sox fan, uh, but uh, uh, you know, we get uh, we get along uh, very, very well. We understand each other. Uh, he uh, has a uh, he's a Yankee. Uh, Boston area guy. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, people with that, you know, accent uh, and attitude will rub people the wrong way. That, that's just Phil. You're not changing Phil. I love him for who he is. We get along. Uh, we get along great. Uh, I mean, he'll tell you how he feels about things. Uh, so uh, uh, I'm just uh, a Tennessean. Uh, you know, I try to be nice people, try to treat people how I want to be treated. So how do you go through the process? You talked about um, going out looking. So is there a certain type of player that you're looking for, and or is it a mix? And I probably know, I know the answer to this, but I don't think the average person does because I think you're looking for, you know, those guys that are going to help you. But also, as kind of we do in life, you know, you're looking for some that can help you and some that you can help. And, you know, hopefully it all kind of meshes together. Yeah, I, I, we always want to get people that are from 
before city North Carolina area. Uh, because, you know, it, it makes it easier for their families to come out and see them. And, you know, we'll, we'll get people from Rutherford County High School or Chase, another high school around there, uh, that have moved on to college. You know, and, you know we're, close to, we're close to Clemson. We'll get Clemson guys. I mean, we like, I mean, like SEC uh, and ACC guys. Uh, you know, and we definitely want to help out people. I mean, you know, uh, I, I kidded earlier about uh, Redmond, but Redmond is a great person, a great person. Uh, and, you know, uh, here it came, Redmond pitched for us one summer. And I remember, uh, you know, talking to him and, uh, you know, he's very, you know, very kindly said that pitching in Forest City helped to make him the pitcher that he became at Tennessee. And that that meant a lot because we want the people that we have, no matter what school they go to, we want them to have uh, a good experience. We want them to grow and to branch out. You know, they don't, like I said earlier, they don't have the pressures of school hanging over their heads. And it's interesting to see how guys, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, you know, recently had a you know real good pitcher from, uh, North Carolina, get along, guy, uh, get along well with the guy, plays for North Carolina State. Uh, uh, so you meet those people. And, and let me tell you, you know, uh, Tennessee obviously, and unfortunately lost to Notre Dame. So it was painful because, yeah, I mean, I guess you know, Kirby, you had two guys from Notre Dame playing for the Owls. Uh, when you played for the Owls, and, you know, I'm texting with uh, uh, Jack Ziska. Jack's a real nice guy fr from New Jersey. Got to know him pretty well. Uh, uh, learned that he just hated the North Carolina humidity. Had never experienced anything like that before. And uh, so when I found out, you know, Notre Dame's coming to Knoxville, uh, you know, I start texting with Jack, wishing him limited success and uh uh you know he you know laughing with me and stuff like that and you know when when an uh, a future or a former owl comes to town i always make a point to go see them and to say hello to them uh, i believe i'm a big believer in maintaining good relationships with people and before the first game uh with uh tennessee and notre dame jack and i had, you know said we were going to meet and visit with each other and doggone it, Jack hits a home run in that first game and drove in a few runs. I'm like, son of a gun. <laughs> and I mean, Jack, I, Jack finished the Super Regional with two home runs. I don't know, maybe four RBIs, a stolen base or two. I'm watching him out there on second base and I'm thinking he, he might be stealing, uh, the signs that, Evans giving out. Remember, Jeff, I sent you a text during the game. Can't do anything about it now, but let them know. I think Ziska's stealing signs. <laughs> but, you know, so after that first game in Notre Dame, they're very excited. They have every reason to, to be. And I, I'm going out to meet Jack at our meeting point. And, yeah, I got orange and white on. And here I am going through all this sea of green and gold. Uh, you know, the Notre Dame fans and friendly and Jack and I sit out there, talk for five or six minutes. And, uh, you know, people are wondering, who's this Tennessee guy and what's he doing over here? But, you know, uh, it, it was good. We hugged up, took a selfie, uh, you know, after 
after uh, Notre Dame got back on the bus that Sunday afternoon to head back to South Bend, let a few hours pass, and I, I, I texted him congratulations and said, I hope he went far in Omaha. And we uh, texted some while he was out in Omaha and stuff. But uh, I'm, you know, that, and that's part of the that's part of the relationships that you develop over uh, uh, the years. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, that you try to help guys get, you know, if they don't make it in baseball, uh, try to give them some recommendations um, and some guidance on what they can do later on once school and baseball is over um, uh, for them. I think that's a huge part of summer ball, whether it's pre-college or during college, is building those relationships. And I know that Kirby has had those and, uh, you know, faced some guys he's played with and faced some guys that he's met and through, you know, different travel ball experiences and summer ball experiences. Yeah, I, I can't remember one year Tennessee was playing ETSU here at home and we had an owl up the bat for ETSU and either Redman or Sean Hunley smoked him, uh, which I thought was kind of kind of funny. And, Re- and Kirby, when you were pitching against Georgia – uh, we had Garrett Blaylock. Uh, he was a former Al too before your time. So it, it's interesting. You know, I, I've sat out there at in, in some games, and I'm like, well, today on the field, there are either four. At, at one time, there have been four future or former Al's out there on the field, and uh, you know, I, I think that's. Uh, I, you know, Phil and I are proud to be part of that development process for those guys. We like to be trusted by the different schools. I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, so when Coach Kivett moved on to Houston, I mean, I you know, I hated losing him, but, I mean, he was the volunteer coach, and I get that. Uh, and, you know, I talked to I talked to Ross, and I said, hey, you know, we want some Houston Cougars. And he said, "Are you? Are, will you promise me they'll get the Tennessee treatment?" It's like, "What do you mean, Ross?" He said, "Y'all are so good to the Tennessee guys." And I said, "Ross, I said I'm not kidding you. I said if we weren't good to every guy, we wouldn't get players from those schools the next year." I mean, you know, we don't. Uh, some places. Uh, ride their summer players like rented mules. You know, we don't do that. We listen to the uh, trainer we have. We'll listen to uh, the coaches. Uh, we respect what the uh, coach from a player's school wants to happen or not to happen. We'll, you know, we do innings limits. We'll do pitch counts. Uh, uh, for them, uh, so... Uh, you know that's uh, uh, that's important. So yeah, there's a Tennessee treatment, but everybody gets it. I'd like to think. So what would you say the goal is for every summer? I know you mentioned it earlier. Um, basically, just trying to help the player, or maybe um, let the player help y'all. But what would you say the main goal is for summer leagues? Um. Well, develop players. Uh, 
I am a traditional baseball fan. Uh, yeah, I like to have fun at the ballpark, but uh, I'm not the really let's have the uh, players break into song and dance uh, when they're on the field. Uh, I want the people to develop. Now, also, I am competitive. I do want to win. Uh, so when you are uh, tied to a team in more ways than one, um, you know, you want you want to succeed. I mean, you know, this year the Owls missed the playoffs. We were we were one one away, and you know, ugh. But the year before, it, it it just wasn't good. I mean, you know, two weeks out, I figured it was about impossible for us to make the playoffs, and it was just a, a slow, uh, uh, slowly pulling off the band aid. Uh, but, you know, we want fans to have a good time. We want fans in the ballpark. Uh, you know, like I said, we're, we're small. I mean, uh, yes, I'm part owner. But, I mean, let's see here. I've designed T-shirts. I've designed uh, ball caps. You know, I've do, done social media, help recruit players. Um, I've flipped hamburgers. Uh, I sell ads on the outfield wall. I sell ads in our program. Uh, but you know what? I love it. Uh, I mean, it's a creative outlet for me. It is fun to do, and it gives me a return that can't be measured on a profit-loss statement. Uh, I, I mean, I, you know, I swear, I bet you four or five times uh, during the season, I, 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 I thank my wife for letting me get involved in something like that because it, it, it makes me happy. When it makes me happier, but it makes me happy. <laughs> so, but no, we 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 want to see we want to see the guys develop. So, uh, you know, we want we want to see them have some fun, and then, and then they get to play with the dreaded wooden bat. You know, uh, but they're playing with it all season, not just one game up at Smokey's Ballpark or anything. <laughs> Well, I want to say uh, thank you for coming on here. Um, thank you for talking about Tennessee baseball and, and Forest City Owls. Um, is there is there anything else you would like to add? No, I appreciate it. Um, you know, I'll be there for Tennessee, uh, you know, no matter, you know, uh, what's out there on the field or the outcome. So you all don't worry about that. Uh, supportive of the program. I'm glad that there's so many people uh, interest, interested in uh, the program, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, improvements in Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And, I, you know, it's, it's important, and, uh, you know, with what I'm hearing about the good GPAs on the team, that, uh, that hopefully uh, guys have their heads on straight. And, you know, as you all like to say, your students first, athletes second. I know that Baseball players have a lot of demands on their time. They don't. They're not flying in for a game and uh, leaving. They're they're going for three games. If you got a, a series starting on Thursday, you're heading out on Wednesday, and you're missing school. Uh, and it's important to stay on top of your studies because it's not going to work out for more people than it does work out. Uh, so uh, you know, you all are you're focused, uh, you're disciplined, and you have to be. And uh, you know, I, 
uh, I appreciate what Tennessee baseball is doing to uh, create uh, good people. Well, thank you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for putting up with me, too. <laughs> we hope you have enjoyed this special edition of Stash Talk, Fans Edition.